0: If you were an animal in this movie, what animal would you be? I'm I Pudge. You would be Pudge. I'm Pudge. You would be a little penguin. Yeah, and I, I guess know. that was more my question. More, what animal would you be instead of what character would you well, be? Well, the I'm making the question. What character would you be? Oh, okay. You're and not. It, you're you're declining to answer and my I'd be, question. I'd be Peebo Pudge. Uh, <laughs> I'd be Pebo Pudge Pudge Meyer. Am I? Please don't tell me I'm Francis. No, you're Darla. Oh uh, no, I am not. <laughs> yeah, you are. I actually do. Love children and animals. You are, darling. How
1: very dare you!
0: (gasps) I knew that she'd be. Guys, I knew she'd be so upset when I said that. Big and loud. Remember how I used to hate you? I know. I used oh, to equate you with Darla. I see where we're coming from. Yeah, because okay. you would yell at me. Alright. Yep. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I was a holy terror. But like if you're not if you're not Darla, then honestly, you're Tilly. Oh
1: goody! I like Tilly.
0: <laughs> you wanna look pretty in case you meet someone nice. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where the streets are paved with gold. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 1997 children's animated film... Cats don't dance. Guys, we've literally had this movie our whole lives. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited. It's a a movie that literally no one we know has ever seen. I know. I know. Guys, I asked all my friends if they've ever seen this movie. No one. Not a one. Well, we also have to consider the production company wasn't the best and (laughs) they they weren't very well known. So we'll get to that. Absolutely. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at kickandstream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kicking and streaming podcast at gmail.com. That is with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. We want everyone to be able to join this watch party. All right, you ready to get tapping? Guys, oh my God, the music, the films, Hollywood. Oh, it's oversaturated and done. Oh. You
1: can do anything.
0: This spring,
2: Turner Feature Animation introduces you to some new characters you'll love. In a story that could only happen in the movies. It's about a cat named Danny. He's got a dream. He's going to Hollywood. Hollywood, where the streets are paved with gold. And he's ready to dance his way to the top. So join Danny. I guess we're gonna be the only two cats on the ark, huh? Sawyer. So much for preserving the species. Tilly. I hear you both are very, very big on Broadway. They're big everywhere, darling. Wooly. And Pudge. Uh
1: oh, I'm busted.
2: Along with all of their incredibly hilarious and entertaining new friends, hey. and Darla Dimple child star extraordinaire I am an angel and her faithful assistant Max Max yes Miss Dimple but what Danny doesn't know is she's the only star who can keep all his dreams from coming true I
1: hate animals especially that one I got a dream in my heart
2: with new songs by Grammy Award winners Randy Newman and Natalie Cole Nothing's going to stop audiences everywhere from enjoying a brand new world of animated fun, excitement, and adventure. See you in the movies. Cats don't
1: dance.
0: Leaves your kind of speechless. Donut. This movie began it's weird life as a Michael Jackson vehicle? <laughs> Why'd you have to ruin the whole thing? Oh my
1: god. Oh my god. Like
0: I think this was going to be a Roger Rabbit type deal where like he would sing and dance with CGI animals, like two-dimensional CGI animals. Oh dear. Yeah, and like I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know if this is because the company got absorbed or what happened because this but, is uh, this is Turner this is Turner feature yeah this is Turner feature this is the only fully animated feature by Turner animation the only one what about page master was that no but that's not fully animated that includes live action elements it does doesn't it yeah I'm sorry <laughs> no <laughs> so because like they got absorbed like right after that okay they got absorbed by Warner Brothers right after this happened. So like it was just kind of a victim of that transition. I don't know at what point Michael Jackson fell off the project, but after he went away, it, there it was completely redone. It was redone, it was reconceptualized a couple of times. This movie is dedicated to the memory of Gene Kelly. Okay. No, I like know. I mean like whatever. I mean Gene Kelly was great entertainer, whatever, but like mm. Like he was a consultant for some of the choreography and some of the dance numbers. Didn't he die like Right before this happened, or did he die in he, the aughts? He no, he died in nineteen ninety-six. Yeah, yeah. He hmm. did, and this was like the last thing he did before he died. He was fine in the forties. He was fine. <laughs> Let me tell you. He was also a colossal dick. Never forget that. Yeah. He was a colossal dick. Rest in peach. <laughs> Mark Dindal. Yeah, Mark Dindal. He uh he's <laughs> Dindal. Dindal. Dindal? I don't know. <laughs> this nice guy. Uh he's <laughs> actually back with us. Oh, is this the second time? He directed Chicken Little. That's right. Yeah, also was an animator for The Little Mermaid. Yeah, he's a he was a top Disney animator. And then he did Rescuers Down Under, too. I love that stupid movie. He directed Emperor's New Groove. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> you threw off my groove. <laughs> hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. You're Welcome a big par- back. You're a big part of my childhood, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, we need to talk about the way it bombed. Oh, man. Guys, I don't know how it bombed. This movie is such a delight. Like, it's not complicated. It's really not. But it's just, there's the the songs. Randy Newman writes the music. Yeah, Randy, Randy Newman and Steve Goldstein, they write a great score. So, like, it's all the music's catchy. Like, they're not all stellar, but, like, all the music's catchy, and it's hard to get it out of your head. It's just, i literally lived with all these songs my whole life. And, like, we're big into movies, obviously. Welcome to Kicking it. Streaming, like this is like yes, this is perfect. This like, is a perfect this demonstration. Is, this is meta humor. It is. I, when <laughs> you asked me all those episodes ago to explain to you what meta humor is, this is what I should have pointed out. Absolutely, you might have guessed it, but we have names. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, we sure do, guys. Welcome to kicking and streaming. That guy from that show back then, <laughs> Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, the star of Quantum Leap. Sam Beckett. Yes, yes. Sam Beckett on Quantum Leap. You have an ex who is really into Quantum Leap. It's a pretty decent show. Sorry, not my business. But... (laughs) No, no, he's a great guy. He's got great taste in media, which is why I now know what that show is. He's also like in NCIS, but also Star Trek. I think that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, oh my God, he's on like, he's on, he's on the spinoffs. Enterprise, he's on Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, he's on Star Trek Enterprise and he's also on NCIS New Orleans. I don't know anybody who watches NCIS Los Angeles. Like, who's watching NCIS New Orleans? I I, I really don't know. You know who it is? It's moms who loved Scott Bakula in the 80s. You're right. That's who it is. 100%. (laughs) Scott Bakula plays Danny, an orange tabby cat. Going to Hollywood to realize his dream of being in the pictures. Oh, the energy is so pure. Like, I feel like Scott Bakula and Michael J. Fox have a lot in common in terms of their vocal performance. You know what I'm talking about? Sorry, it's just, yeah. They kind of sound similar. <laughs> a little bit. Just that that guy that's so earnest you could just die. Mm-hmm. That, that whole affect. Okay, we have Jasmine Guy. Oh my god. Listen, I didn't realize this was her until this time viewing it. Because you know where I love her from. Hmm. Dead like me. What's that? That's the show where this eighteen year old girl dies. Like, it's not like her life was going fabulously anyway, but like, and so she becomes a grim reaper. And like, one of the grim reapers she works with is Jasmine Guy. She was on that Cosby show spinoff, A Different World. Yeah, the one about uh, Lisa Bonet going to college. It might, it might have been. I honestly don't know. Yeah, Uh, we kind of don't talk about Cosby these days. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And by the way, um, Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole. She provides the singing voice for Jasmine Guy's character. Yes. She plays Sawyer. Oh, my God. Yes. Lo- Our, the beautiful little white cat on the front cover. <laughs> like I, Gavin, when we watch this together for the first time, he's like, why are they always going out of their way to sexualize the cats? Yeah. Why are they always going out of their way to sexualize the female cats? We have Ashley Peldon. Oh my god. We have seen her in things before? I guess. I, I was actually shocked. You know who she is? She's in Quantum Leap. She is in She does do an episode. <laughs> a guest spot on Quantum Leap at one point. <gasps> I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah but no, I'm, I'm, I can tell. I'm, I'm seeing where we've seen her. I can tell from the gasp that you've seen it. So why don't you go ahead and say it? She's Ruth Putnam in the '96 version of the Crucible. Yeah, like I can't see her face. I can't remember which one Ruth is. <laughs> yeah, but I know she's in it. She plays Darla Dimple, who is like an evil, sadistic, sociopathic Shirley Temple. That's exactly. You hit the nail right on the head, sir. Uh, absolutely. That is absolutely what it is. A parody of Shirley Temple. We have Kathy Najimy. Jimmy. King of the Hill voice actress. She's back with us from Hocus Pocus. Yes. She's Mary Sanderson in Hocus Pocus. King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows. So like, (laughs) I just, I love her. You don't get much better than Peggy Hill. I know, right? We have John Rhys Davies. Guys, Gimli the Dwarf is here. He's also Treebeard in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, does he voice Treebeard? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, of course. He's also Sala in Indiana Jones. That's right. I've never seen any Indiana Jones films, so I don't know who Sala is, but... Wait, what? He's also randomly in the Princess Diaries sequel? Viscount Mabry. That was one of the most (laughs) random things I'd ever seen in my natural life. Oh my god, Carrie, I've never known this. Uh-oh, he's the voice of Man Ray on SpongeBob. <gasps> yeah! Oh, my God! I know! I've never known that! I found this ID in this wallet,
2: and if that's the case, this must be your wallet. That makes sense to me. Then take it. It's not my wallet. Oh! You
0: dim bulb! Take back your wallet and I'll rip your arms off! Wrong. John Reese davies plays Wooly Mammoth. The mascot for Mammoth Pictures. We'll get there. We I will get love there. Wooly! We have Betty Lou Gerson. Oh my god. A Disney legend. The infamous voice of Cruella DeVille. From 1961's 101 Dalmatians. She is playing Francis Albacore, as in Tuna. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love it! We have Hal Holbrook. Yeah, Hal Holbrook, who's also a Disney alum. He was Amphitryon in Hercules. Uh huh. And he's also. Have you seen all the Presidents Men? No, I haven't actually. The, about Woodward and Bernstein it, it, and Watergate. He's deep throat. Yes. He's the he's the infamous deep throat. He's old as shit. He plays Cranston Goat. <laughs> he's a cantankerous old goat. He is. Who he loves is. to dance. Um, we have. Don Knotts, oh, welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Don Knotts. He was with us here in Chicken Little as Mayor Cluck. Yes! <laughs> the Andy Griffith Show. Three's Company. The, the Incredible Mr. Limpet. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Like, he's everywhere. I Do you remember that fucking movie where he turns into a fish? Yes, yes. Uh, what's that called? The Incredible Mr. Olympic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that is that is what it is. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, he's just like, goodbye, my wife. I choose to be in the sea now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, Don Knotts. We have George Kennedy. He plays LB Mammoth. Yes. And uh, I can't remember. Is he in Cool Hand Luke? He's in a lot of older stuff. He's, yeah, Cool Hand Luke, and um, he's the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Boston Strangler. Yeah. Earthquake. I know him from, I think it's the second Creepshow movie, that movie that anthologizes all of a bunch of Stephen King short stories. Oh, yeah. And he's in that really racially insensitive one called Old Chief Woodenhead. And then finally we have Mark Dindal himself. He voices Max, and we will have a whole conversation about Max. (laughs) Okay, guys, are we ready? Yes, let let's get on a bus and go get our dreams. We start with a little narration. Once upon a time, there was a
2: princess and a peasant. She lived atop a hill in a glittering castle.
0: I the very first thing I have written down is: Am I crazy, or have I never seen the first two minutes of this film? So the reason that we hadn't is because. Mom and Dad taped Cats Don't Dance from the television for us. Yeah. And they started... They, it was the thing, like, I think they put it in when it started and were like, it's not doing it. It's yeah. not doing it. It's not and recording. And they finally got it to work and it would come on in the middle of the opening credits. Yeah. Okay. So th- I was so confused. I was like, I've blacked this out completely. Our, you know, this little narration goes to, we get Darla and we get Danny and they're about to fight. No. <laughs> Choose your character. Exactly. Oh, I wish I could have a Cats Don't Dance Melee. What? Oh my God. That is the weirdest thing you have ever said. That'd be so great. <laughs> Oh, I'd be Pudge. It's so funny. Oh, I'd be Pudge every time. Like, Pudge is super tiny, but he has, like, crazy powers. Finish him. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: God. Oh, shit. Okay. So, so, Danny's an orange tabby cat from Kokomo, Indiana, baby. What's up, Indiana? Represent. Represent. God, we're awful. I don't think I've ever been to Kokomo. No, I I've been to Kokomo one time. It is up there. Yeah. And then we have Darla, a spoiled child star... Who runs Mammoth Pictures, basically. Yeah, yeah. she basically, like, she is their star. She is their money making vehicle. Exactly. She's the meal ticket. Yep, absolutely. And so we are on this little montage. We're going cross country. We're getting on a bus to go realize our dreams in Hollywood. It's happening to this great road trip tune. I know, isn't it?
1: I love this song.
0: I love all of the landmarks that he's going by. He's going cross country. <laughs> yeah. It, you have any idea how long he was on this bus? Probably three or four days yeah what the hell I don't know if I could do that man Mm I love it when he's rolling up to Hollywood and the stars in his eyes oh my god and you see like the big Hollywood sign and all the lights and I'm like wait Danny no <laughs> don't let Louis B. Mayer give you drugs <laughs> That's not funny. That's, it's really not. This is not funny. Oh God! So it's just before sunrise when Danny gets off the bus in Hollywood. It lets him off right on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Exactly. Like we're, we could not be more on the nose. We're in front of Grauman's. Yeah, the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah, yeah, very famous landmark in Hollywood. And this takes us into Danny's arrival song. I <laughs> hate that that's the title. I know it's very lazy. Why isn't it called Hollywood? Hollywood. Where the
2: streets are paved with gold, where
1: the kiddies
0: never grow, in Hollywood. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Where the streets are paved with gold. He did Scott Bakula gives a stunning vocal performance, I think. Yeah, like he is, I couldn't believe that. I really could not. Like, I just can't picture the guy from Quantum Leap in a voice booth. I bet he was having so much fun. Like, Mm -hmm. you, you can hear it in the performance. Guys, I we are so sad this is not a visual medium, but like you should I I know what I know what I'm saying here is counterproductive to this podcast, <laughs> but like you should just watch the movie like It's not very long. It's really not. It's 90 minutes of your time and it's a treat. This year that we're in is supposed to be 1939. I love through this first song all of these different stars that he is passing by. Yeah, we've got, like, Jimmy Durante Mm -hmm. and Betty Davis. The Marx Brothers. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of, like, flash cameos. Exactly. Because we're in Hollywood, baby! It's just, it's really, like, everything, the street literally looks gold. Yeah, Yeah, like, it's sparkling. Everything is sparkling. I just love that because this is literally the high point of old Hollywood. Because it wasn't too long after this that we got involved in World War II. Exactly. And then it's like, movies what? But it's like we're almost in this floating timeline. You know what I mean? Like, they've got shit in there from, like, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah, when he gets off the bus, Gene Kelly's Hollywood Walk of Fame Square Uh is visible, and he didn't come to Hollywood till 41. Yeah, like, for me and my gal, that was, like, 1944, and that was, like, his first big get with Judy Garland. (laughs) Yeah. As he's running through the streets... We meet Pudge, the penguin. Names people. Pudge Pudgemire. You can call him Pudge. Like, he's just a little penguin kid. Yeah. He, he's, just, he's just... Where a- are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> we have never seen Pudge's parents. No, and also, because it's 1939, Pudge has a job. He's a penguin and he's delivering ice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of BoJack Horseman humor that I love. And, like, that's, like, his day job, because he's just like Danny. He also wants to be a big star. His- His pinwheel hat. His little
1: pinwheel (laughs) hat. I
0: love it so much. He's just, he's literally watching Danny fangirl over Hollywood. If I had been the mayor of Hollywood, California, when Danny came to town, (laughs) I would arrest him for disturbing the peace. (laughs) Danny is disturbing the peace. The entire number, he's screwing up public transport, making people crash into each other. He's just so jazzed to be in Hollywood. He's literally on top of a taxi waving a Hollywood pennant going, I'm so happy I'm here. One in particular person whose day he's ruining most is Sawyer. Yes, we get our first glimpse of Sawyer. (laughs) Sawyer is a white cat. Oh, so lovely. <laughs> she Again, why are we always trying to sexualize the cat? She's just going to work. And Danny is delaying her taxis, <laughs> screwing up her trolley ride, dumping coffee on her lap. And pushing her into a fountain. Yeah, the song ends with him accidentally shoving her into a fountain. We come to the offices of Frank Welker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Farley Wink. <laughs> we come to the office. We come to the offices of Farley Wink, head of the Animal Actors Agency. He specifically finds work for anthropomorphic animals who want to be in films. <laughs> they want to be in the pictures. They do. They need the right type of agent, and that's Farley. So Danny bangs his way into Farley Wink's office. And we meet several characters all at once. I love the crew. I love the I love the band. Yeah, this is going to be our main crew here. So we have... Tilly the hippo. She is terminally cheerful. <laughs> she is always trying to pep you up and put you in a good mood. This is Kathy Jimmy. I love Kathy Jimmy in this movie. Hi, I'm Tilly. This is Cranston. Cranston, Danny.
2: Danny, T-W. T-W. Danny, Danny. Francis. Francis. Danny, T-W. Cranston. Cranston.
0: Francis, Danny. So, new in town? We have Cranston Goat a grumpy old goat like literally we have Francis Albacore at the water cooler she's Uh, a fish she's a fish she's a literal fish out of water you know that phrase that people like say wrong on purpose it's like she smokes like a fish yeah this fish smokes (laughs) like cigarettes yeah I know on the end of a fancy holder this is a children's film and like she is Cranston's dance partner uh huh and I have in my notes she is his bottom fish stop (laughs) You know that Francis Albacore is his ride or die fish. You know she is. We have Templeton Turtle. Oh yeah, TW Turtle. Yeah. He is a nervous little turtle. TW. He came to Hollywood to be like Errol Flynn. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a turtle. He's this is Don Knott's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rest his soul. He loves his fortune cookies because they let him know what's gonna happen later that day. <laughs> yeah, the fortune cookies are my favorite bit of the entire <laughs> the entire film. We'll get to that. So he, Danny immediately starts getting friendly with everybody. Oh, yeah. He's like, mind if I sit down? (laughs) And Cranston just like, nope.
2: (laughs) Don't mind him, Danny.
0: He was just leaving. And with the sheer force of her hippo body, (laughs) slams her hip into him and knocks him through the wall. Cranston's grunt of pain in the wall, just the, oh. Through the (laughs) Cranston-shaped hole in the wall. This is irregularity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, And, like, it's just, they are a very uh, disillusioned bunch. Yes. Because no one really wants to put animals in movies right now. Yeah. Like, they're all kind of hitting a stroke of luck because Mammoth Pictures is trying to put together a Noah's Ark movie. I'm sensing Warner Brothers trying to make a point about a problem in Hollywood, but without being so direct about it. Oh, once again, we're using animals to teach people about racism. Zootopia. Yeah, no. No kidding. It's a repetitive theme. Pay more attention. Mm. It's going to be starring Darla Dimple. It's not even going to be about Noah. No- Noah, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're taking the, the, the biblicalness out of Noah's ark and putting it into a film musical starring a little girl. It's called Little Archangel. I just, I want to barf. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Little archangel. But we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, so D- Danny's like, I've got big dreams. Like, I, He's got himself a plan. He yeah. has a checklist. It's adorable. He expects to have his dreams accomplished by Friday. Friday. <laughs> I figure if I work real hard by Friday, I'll land my first big part. Well, that's how it worked for you, right?
2: Oh, All sure. Right. Right. Why not Thursday?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And, and so he he breezes into Farley's office. Farley doesn't even realize he's there. Yeah. He's on the phone with somebody else. All right, send over two chickens and two lions, but don't send them over in the same car this time. Sheesh. Frank Welker, man. Yeah. He, this, this is, he's, I don't know how he's talking so quickly. I know. Like, he hangs up the phone and he looks at his list of animals he still needs. And would you look at that? He needs cats. Yeah. He needs a boy and a girl cat. Mm-hmm. And so. Right there on the spot. Danny signs a contract. Yes. He's been here five minutes. Meanwhile, Sawyer has sauntered into the office, cause guess what? She works here. Yeah, she's Farley's secretary. Mm-hmm. And so I just I love Sawyer. She doesn't have time for anyone's nonsense. <laughs> she's over you. And she's not had a fun morning, as we mentioned. No. Danny's been messing with her all morning. Every day I ask myself why I put up with this
2: for the glamour.
0: <laughs> what? This big style? No offense, sir. Done
2: taken.
0: Unless, of course, you're trying to the book. The glamour of filings, <laughs> the romance of taping. The attitude that Jasmine Guy gives in the vocal performance really comes through in the animation. Uh, yes. They did a really good job. I think it's because she wasn't originally supposed to play Sawyer. They got another woman to do like 90% of it. And then at the last second, they replaced her. And, like, she really nailed it, I think. Kelly, what are
2: you doing? Well, I'm just fixing you up. You'll want to look pretty in case you meet someone nice. Yeah, right. As if he's going to come waltzing right through that. That's
0: going to be fine, kid. Not are the cat's Oh, my God. <laughs> and Farley squishes her with the door. <laughs> they picked the worst moment to leave that meeting. The worst <laughs> moment. And here's the other thing. Not only has he assaulted her now with the door... <laughs> But he has a request. He can't find a female cat to be in this movie. I'm like, wow, how fucking convenient. <laughs> That's really convenient. And he's like, Sawyer, whatever it is, the answer is no. <laughs> I'm a secretary, not an actress. She finally agrees to be in this movie after he agrees to pay her triple time for being in the movie. Double time, triple time, triple time! <laughs> Okay, okay, triple time. Here's your partner. He's new in town. Be nice. Ah, uh, forget it. a uh, 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 deal is a deal. Not getting over another picture. She doesn't want to be in this movie with Danny. No, Danny pushed her into a fountain. He did, and he doesn't know. He still doesn't know that he did. He's the, he was that wrapped up in his personal Elysium. He 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 pushes her into his arms. And he goes, Wow, <laughs> you're. You're soaking wet. Is it raining outside? <laughs> no, Danny. you pushed her into the fountain. Now we go to Mammoth Pictures movie lot. The glittering palace lot. This whole thing is just a giant reference to MGM. Yeah, yeah. Like the horrible reference you made earlier. Because that absolutely did happen. Louis V. Mayer, first of all, it's L.B. Mammoth. The, the initials are the same. Yes. It's not subtle, but I love it. Instead of a lion, they have an elephant yeah. who they make look like a mammoth. Yeah, a big wooly mammoth. Sawyer and Danny get on the set of Little Archangel. <laughs> they get their costumes, which are just pink and blue sailor outfits, depending on whether you're male or female. And they get their scripts. And Danny- Script, script, <laughs> script, script. <laughs> Danny is disappointed to find out that he only has one line. Go ahead, guess what it is.
2: Meow? Yeah. Is that all? What
0: Where's the rest? You're looking at it. But
2: I thought this was a musical. We're supposed to sing and, and dance, aren't we? Oh, for the love of Moby Dick! <laughs> Listen, Tiger. This town has rules around here. Cats say
0: meow. Don't you think they would mind if I would like spice it up a little bit? He wants a number. Yeah, like he wants he wants to do a damn number. And sorry, like, we're extras. Please be quiet. Yeah,
1: please be <laughs> quiet. Like
0: she's trying to help him. She's trying to help him. Now we have to talk about Darla Dimple. Because <laughs> the director calls Flanagan, yeah, Flanagan. Um, Flanagan has a husband <laughs> at home <laughs> who cannot stand how on edge he is all the time. Yeah, no, like he's like a Vincent Minnelli, Busby Berkeley combo. Lights, camera,
1: action!
0: I laugh, I guttural laugh every time. Uh, like if this was live action, I feel like Stanley Tucci would be Flanagan. Yeah, no <laughs> yes! Absolutely! Absolutely! That would be Stanley's role! I love it. Anyway. Oh oh my god, could you imagine them making this movie in the here and now with the cat's technology now? Uh, (laughs) Please don't speak things into existence. Please don't even utter the idea. Hopefully no Hollywood producers listen to this podcast. So yeah, we're shooting the opening number for Little Archangel about Darla Dimple, who's an angel, saving all the animals two by two in my little boat on the sea. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: the others were just poor animals.
0: Could you just barf? I know, I can't. Like, Like, they're all in pink and blue. (laughs) Fuck your gender norms. Yeah, no kidding. And then... The Ark is bright pink. It's painted golden pink. Like, what in the world? (laughs) It's going off without a hitch, right? All the animals are saying they're one-liners. Yeah, they all have one job. They have one job, but damn it, Danny is going to make the most of that one line.
1: Yeah. The
2: doggy went... Oh, oh.
0: The lion went. Meow, 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 And it just comes to a very quiet end because everybody's like, What the fuck? <laughs> He's upstaging her. He go- yes. She's the star of the picture and the moneymaker in this production company. Danny, Danny has made what they call a mistake <laughs> a faux pas, if you will. God. Oh, come uh, yes. ah. Let's see. Uh, it. Hurry, hurry. Miss Dimple. It goes from zero to a million. Darla is, she is at a Christian bale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that is where she is. Because she's Darla Dimple. American sweetheart, lover of children and animals. Yeah, th- this is unspeakable. And now she's going finally just... <gasps> She calls out for her butler, Max. I'm guessing Max is a human being. (laughs) I'm guessing. How could you possibly come to that conclusion? He's got like this Boris Karloff. I don't know how he gets that big. He's gargantuan. I think it's like, he's like a titan. He's 30 feet tall. I don't know how he gets in and out of the mansion. There is no doorway that could possibly be big enough for him to fit through. And like, he comes in and Darla six-max on Danny and he picks Danny up in his gargantuan hand and says,
2: How does the kitty cat go? Um, Meow. (laughs) Very good.
0: him with his thumb through his hand and into the floor <laughs> there's a Danny shaped hole in the floor and then he walks back through the wall wh- this exit is like something so I don't even know what it's out of but it's out of something else when he came in he made a big hole in the wall but like he just like disappears yeah he goes back through the hole and it's like he vaporizes as he goes through it <laughs> like, like oh my planet needs me it's 1939 like what's <laughs> happening <laughs> When the day of shooting is over Sawyer comes up to Danny and says Listen, you gotta get a grip Because this is embarrassing as hell What is it with you? Why are you so determined to make a fool of yourself? What do you mean? All I want to do is the thing I love Doesn't everyone? It da- breaks your little heart. Danny, Danny, oh, honey. And she's just like, it's it's not that simple. Do, do we have a complicated past over here? Yeah. Are we going to be getting more on that, maybe? And he's like, well, we're all like that in Indiana. <laughs> and she's like, well, then you should have stayed in Indiana, <laughs> Oh, <Danny."> no. She's <laughs> so brutally honest with him, and I love it. He is wounded. Yeah. And, like, all curled up on a box in the studio. And... Pudge comes over, yeah, with a sympathy donut. He loves Danny so much. He wants to be Danny. Yeah, he wants to he's be like, a big star just like Danny. It's like Tilly and uh, it's like uh, Tilly and Pudge, are, like the only people that believe in Danny. Yeah, yeah. And so they start hearing this like jaunty piano tune coming from nearby, mm-hmm. and they follow the sound to the trailer of the studio's mascot, Woolly Mammoth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's him. Holy oh,
0: Mammoth. He is getting it on this piano. Yeah, he is rolling. Fun fact, Wooly Mammoth, John Rhys-Davies, is a British African elephant. Yes. And he... And they make him look like the mammoth at the beginning of all L.B. Mammoth pictures. Yeah, like MGM has Leo the Lion and they have Wooly Mammoth. This is what he does. And they're looking through the window and then they look up at the tower and they're like, it's him. <laughs> it's Wooly Mammoth. <laughs> Holy shit. And like he sits them down and I just, I love this, because Gimli the Dwarf is here. Yeah. <laughs> and it is delightful. That
2: music was great, Wooly. Did you write it for some movie? Oh, no, no, it's, it's not for any movie. I, I used to hope that one day I'd write music for the motion pictures. But all they wanted me for was to put on those beastly tusks and... <gasps>
0: You know, Danny looks up and there's all these pictures of all the guys from the agency on the piano. Yeah, everybody we saw in Farley's office. Tilly, Cranston, T.W., and Francis, they were all really great performers. Yeah, like Tilly. Tilly wanted to be a singer, dancer, actress. Mm -hmm. And T.W. wanted to be like an action film hero. Mm -hmm. And Cranston and Francis were dance partners. Yeah. I bet they dance a mean-ass tango. I bet. Like, they look like they're all having so much fun. And you know who else is up there? Sawyer.
2: Is that Sawyer? Sawyer? Ah, poor Sawyer. I thought she'd be the one to make it. Such a dancer with the voice of an angel. I never would have guessed. Oh, that's what this town does to you, my boy.
0: Wears you down. Oh, I hate it for all of them. little, hmm. Yeah, he's so sad. No, as a creative person, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, shit, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. That really was Hollywood. You know what I mean? Either you made it or you did not. And it's still very much that way. This is very depressing for naive small boy Danny. Like, he can't handle it. He wants to make them all remember why they wanted to be stars in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so the next day, he goes down to Farley's office and finds a bunch of the animals waiting for work. And they're all dispersing to go cry in their animal pellets (laughs) when Danny, Danny pops up like toast with a song and dance number. This is a great sequence. It's called Animal Jam. Animal Jam. It's like the animal version of Stomp. I got rhythm. Hot, sweet.
2: Sometimes rhythm makes me lose control.
0: making beats with the trash like this is basically the trash in the camp of cats don't dance yeah basically yeah. But we're trash in the alley I guess Darla lives close enough to this casting office that she hears this racket they're making yeah and like she just can't can't handle it she has to go investigate what Mm -hmm. it is this is also when sawyer's like the hell's that noise yeah and goes out into the alley and she's like danny come on this is not how you get into pictures (laughs) and he's like come on i know you want to sing and dance he basically has to use reverse psychology to get her to join the fun not bad a little rusty but hey who's perfect rusty i'll give you rusty Everyone is having so much fun. Oh, they're all cutting a rug. And they're all talented as fuck. And they, I love this sequence because at the beginning of it, it's very kind of grayscale. All the colors are very muted. Yeah. But then as Danny starts playing instruments and as people start dancing, they brighten up. It's like going to Oz. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's great. At the end of that song, Danny announces to everyone that he's going to try and get the animals a meeting, like an audition, with Louis B. Mammoth, the head of the studio. And like, Darla is on a rooftop somewhere listening to all this happen. What an evil child! (laughs) She's just sitting up there like a gargoyle, Mm -hmm. listening to all their plans. And she's like, all right, I have begun to scheme. She's like, invite the cat to tea. So the next day we go to Darla's just obnoxious mansion. A palace? I don't even know what you'd call it. No, like... it is more of a palace than a mansion. It's bright pink. You know when your house looks like you? Oh. It literally man. looks like her. No, yeah. The pink, the pink walls with the Yep, with the <sighs> yellow roof. There's hearts everywhere. Everything is shaped like a heart. I just wanna I wanna vomit. Darla is fake apologizing to Danny for ordering Max to assault him. And yeah she's aggressively eating animals cookies but she's only eating the heads it was terrible awful cool inappropriately violent and i want to make it all up to you there's something wrong with this child it's very threatening <laughs> and i do have a question that i'm sure everyone's asking themselves Where are her parents? Exactly. She just lives by herself in this gigantic house with this gargantuan servant. So to make it up to him, Darla offers to let the animals do a song and dance number in The Little Archangel. She's going to let them have complete creative control. She's going to give them the use of the set and the special effects machines. It is a, uh, on its face, a very generous offer. Sus. Yeah, it's very, very sus. Sus. And she's like... If you're going to do something to make an impression on the big boss, you got to make it big and you got to make it loud. Yeah. And she's like this song has two moods and we're going to go through the first one real quick. It's just like a big like flashy number. Very Ziegfeld Follies like like we've got men in matching outfits and top hats like <laughs> carrying her th- across a cake and like there's a lot of fanfare and <laughs> make fireworks. Make it big. big. amount of shit that's happening in her house right now? She just had that all queued up, ready to go? No, yeah, it's kind of like the opening of Family Guy. Yeah, A little bit, like, like where it just escalates. Yeah, and the house just tears away into a stage. <laughs> She's showing Danny out of the mansion, and she tells him, just have all your little friends ready to go by Friday at 3, and we'll be all good. I'll make sure he comes and sees you guys. And I'll bring LB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so the first thing she does when he closes the front door. (laughs) See you in the (laughs) movie. Oh, my God. She's so evil. The first thing she does when he's gone is pick up the phone and call the publicity office.
2: Publicity department.
0: Is Albie's big press conference still Friday at 3?
2: Yes, it is, Miss Dimple. Oh, thank you so much.
1: What? <laughs> I... I know!
0: <laughs> <laughs> And, like, this takes us into the Big and Loud reprise. I didn't get where I am today (laughs) by letting myself get pushed around. Max is hooking up, like, jumper cables to her hair coils. I don't know what's happening there. Like, are her curls powered by electricity? I don't know. Is that why her hair's so big? It's full of static? He's charging her. Oh, God. (laughs) She's Frankenstein's monster. She's LB's little robot. The lightning will we'll be flashing. Be fl- the thunder, it will roar. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my
1: god! They'll never-
0: singing about the ruin she's gonna bring to these animals like the song is so sinister it sounds like she's planning to murder them there's all these <laughs> dramatizations where danny and sawyer are like falling yeah and drowning it looks like a nightmare <laughs> and so we are ready we it is friday at three yeah the animals are all on the soundstage getting ready for their big audition with Mammoth, L.B. Mammoth. Outside, the press conference is getting started up. Okay, because, you know, the studio wall is all decked out for Lil' Archangel. And the gigantic robotic Darla oh my God. with the moving head. <laughs> that thing is nightmare and fuel. And arms, like... <laughs> I hate no, it. No, thank you. It's like, I just... Ahhh! That's where the press is setting up because that's great advertising, right? Because they're going to open the door and they're going to do the number. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, (laughs) this is whack. This is absolutely whack. Right as they're closing up the arc with everyone in it, I just love T.W. looking at his fortunes and he goes, Fortune says rough waters ahead. He's so right! (laughs) It so happens! No wonder he's so anxious! The cookies actually do tell the truth! Give up, you loser. (laughs) (coughs) Go on. The animals get themselves shut inside the ark, and they've got Pudge in the control booth. And he's gonna run all of the weather effects, the lightning and the thunder and the rain. They shut that ship tight. And the first thing that happens... Darla looming out of the darkness behind Pudge. She's got like a rope in her hand. And she just snaps it tight. <laughs> the look in Pudge's eyes. <laughs> you know, LB is just out there doing his mogul thing, explaining that Darla is the reason for his success because she's adorable and America eats that shit up. Mm-hmm. On the soundstage... They're fucking shit up in there. Yeah, no, Darla and Max are, like, playing with all of the weather effects. Okay, they are literally turning up all of the fans for wind. They are they are literally releasing every single gallon of water available to them. Yeah, they, like, Max breaks the water main. And they're using all of the electrical lighting to simulate thunder and lightning. Oh, my God! When she's calling out for Max to turn things on! Yeah. And she's like... <laughs> Flooding this soundstage. We're actually, it's actually getting biblical in this soundstage. It takes the arc off of its stilts behind all the settings. And it's like free floating now. (laughs) All those actors inside that arc are just rolling around. This is the most banana sequence in the (laughs) entire. Movie. Oh, I don't know. There's a sequence with a hot air balloon coming up that is just haunts my nightmares. There's this kind of move that bus thing happening with the <laughs> stage door. Mix it all
2: together and what do you
1: get?
0: The gargantuan wave, the wall of water. The way they're staring up at it, smiling, and just their faces just turned to. Ah! So the ark is actually floating through the mammoth picture studio the lot. The whole studio lot's being flooded, like at a high rate of speed. <laughs> Danny is actually trying to control the ship with the steering wheel. <laughs> Danny, this is a set. <laughs> oh my God! For crying out loud, he and Sawyer are fighting about how he can't drive it. Yeah. Because guess what? He can't drive it. <laughs> and your driving stinks.
2: Oh well, maybe you could do better. Well, oh, go
0: ahead. No, no, you no, take no, no, you, you take, take it. You do take it. No, you take it. No, don't do it. No, no. no. You, if are... you think you know so much? There are these Scooby-Doo antics with them trying to throw the anchor, and instead of hooking the anchor, they hook Mammoth and Flanagan. <laughs> and now they're dragging them behind. People keep flying off the back of the (laughs) ship and landing on top of them. It's like the world's worst water ski. I love Tilly so much. (laughs) (laughs) You, oh my, this is an awkward moment. I don't think we formally met. I'm Tilly, Mr. Mammoth Cranston, Cranston, Mr. Mammoth Flanagan Cranston, Cranston. (laughs) The boat only comes to a stop after they crash through the Mammoth Pictures' offices. (laughs) Like, the boat starts taking on water, finally, and, like, they just kind of sink and slowly stop. This has all been such a debacle that- How many millions of billions of dollars in damage has just been done? I know! Over a publicity stunt. Yeah. So this is very, very bad. Mammoth throws them all out of the studio. You're all fired. They all get locked outside of LB Mammoth pictures. Oh, it's n- it's a bad day. Everyone's mad at Danny. Like, I'm sorry, Danny did not cause this. No, he didn't. The- he absolutely did not. Darla rolls up in her limo to make him look a fool and, and th- Sawyer puts it together. That's the person you put your trust in to and- get us this meeting? I'm sorry, everyone turned on him way too quickly. Yeah, I know. This was Darla's fault. She manipulated Danny. (laughs) I love how we're so upset about these animated characters. So offended on their behalf. We're ridiculous. He goes up to Wooly. Oh, Wooly. Because Wooly, it's like, I think I disappointed you most of all. Spotlight will never be on fellows
2: like you and me. Go home, son.
0: Go home. Oh, I hate it. So, we're at Pinky's. We're at Pinky's (laughs) Diner. Tilly, T.W., Cranston, Francis, Sawyer, they're all in there licking their wounds. Tilly's like, well, there's always Broadway.
2: (laughs) I hear hippos are very, very big on Broadway. They're big everywhere,
0: darling. She's in a bucket. She is. Francis is in a bucket. She's in a bucket of water. She's got a martini in one hand, a cigarette in the other. I bet it's all martini in that bucket.
1: (laughs) She's just sitting in a martini.
0: This fish is sauced. (laughs) And, like, they're mad at Danny for ruining what Cranston called their already miserable lives. And I feel like Sawyer already kind of gets it. Like, it wasn't all Danny's fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's just like, I, Danny's just so freaking naive. Yeah. And Sawyer has already been through this point in her life where the, the sheen has come off mm-hmm. for Hollywood. And, of course, this was going to happen. And how could he not have seen it? But she's just she's just sad. She's sad that this turned out this way. It's raining. Oh which I'm sure can't be helping the problem over at LB Mammoth Pictures. <laughs>
1: we just got everything dried off.
0: And like Sawyer can't take it. She leaves the diner. It's raining outside. We're really setting the mood here for this bluesy, sad, bluesy tune that we've got coming. Tell me lies. Tell- I think this was one of the songs she wrote. For the movie. Natalie Cole wrote it? Yeah, Natalie Cole wrote some of the songs, Mm. I think. It's so gorgeous and like kind of, it does kind of sound, like here's the thing, you know how I'm always saying Lana Del Rey sounds like a cat howling at the moon? (laughs) But I mean that like not in a good way. (laughs) I mean it in a good way here. Okay. Like the way this song sounds. She's actually howling at the moon. (laughs) Like, yeah, it sounds like she's singing like she's an alley cat, like getting upset. Because like when this song is coming to an end, all the rain disappears and the moon comes out. Like, she was so, like, jaded when Danny got to town. Mm. And he's just really rekindled this feeling inside of her that makes her want to do what makes her happy. She runs to catch him at the bus. Yeah. Yeah. She makes it. She misses him by a couple of seconds. He left his hat. Yeah. He left his hat behind. I can't believe we're going back all the way to Kokomo. (laughs) To Kokomo? (laughs) 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 On a bus! Yeah. Again, take a plane. Every time. Were commercial flights a thing yet? Hell, Hindenburg happened three years before. You know what? I would not be the first person in line to test out a new parachute, so I know what y'all are thinking. I know what you all are thinking. And they drive by this big-ass billboard for the world premiere of Little Archangel, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, it's like a light bulb. Ding! Mm -hmm. Danny has an idea. He hops off the bus, and he, with Pudge's help, Breaks into the publicity office. <laughs> I love that little, that little sequence where they're breaking into everything with the shadows on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and they put all their friends' names on the invitation list for the premiere, uh-huh. so they can be there the night of the premiere. We're at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and like there's this super creepy inflatable Darla Dimple ah! floating <laughs> over the building. It's I hate it so bad. It's really bad. It's, She's oh. getting her prints. On the Walk of Fame. Oh, I could just die. Don't besmirch the Walk of Fame with Darla Dimple's Prince. Ugh. And like all the big stars that come to the premiere. Oh God, we've got Clark Gable. Joan Crawford. The animals show up. They're in the eleganza. They're sitting in the back row of the oh theater. God. When Willie comes in, sits down, and that couple goes <laughs> flying.
1: Uh, oh, so sorry
0: come back down! Only the popcorn comes back down. And the T.W. starts eating it. <laughs> I love that Darla is in, like, the highest box. Yeah. And she, she's, she is me at the movie theater. She's surrounded. She is stuffing everything she can in her mouth. She's got popcorn. She's got candy. She's got drinks. She's got all this chocolate <laughs> and teddy bears. Oh, and, it's awful. And Max is, like, taking up the whole box. <laughs> Backstage, Danny and Pudge are setting up instruments and things for a big number. They're gonna try and do this number after the premiere and hijack the publicity. Uh-huh. They're gonna try and show everybody that animals belong in pictures. Yeah. And so Max, who has apex predator hearing, yeah. hears them rooting around backstage. Just the way that his ear just recepts the <laughs> noise they're making. <laughs> And, like, he goes back there to put a stop the to The waving him. curtain. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where'd he go? Max chases Danny up to the roof. This whole this whole thing's bananas. I don't know how this whole disturbance doesn't disrupt the premiere. He chases Danny off the edge of the roof. And on to the Darla Dimple dirigible. Oh, my God. The Darla Dimple dirigible. I love that. The triple D. The triple <laughs> D. <laughs> Max climbs up on the balloon, trying to get a hold of Danny, and Danny has to use one of the line tethers as a zip line to get back to the roof. Uh Like, Max can't just do that, he's too heavy, so he just starts pulling on the tether, so the balloon will move closer and closer to the roof. I don't know if any of you have ever seen a picture of this theater, but it's very... Pointy. It's very pointy (laughs) on the roof. It's got lots of pointy bits. And Max thinks he's got Danny. He doesn't see that the pointy bit is about to puncture the balloon.
2: How does the kitty cat go? Meow.
1: Very good.
0: pulls on that thread and it starts just you've seen a balloon lose its air so max is gone (laughs) lol bye max i love that that shot we get later of him just (laughs) floating by the eiffel tower like damn he got some distance he got to paris in five minutes you imagine how big the balloon is and how much weight he can put behind that Uh... i bet he did float really really far Danny goes back inside, looking a hot mess. He's he's fucked up. (laughs) Everyone is leaving. The picture's wrapping up. And he goes out in front of the curtain. He's like, wait, 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 don't go yet. He goes, wait a minute, we have a performance we want to do for you. (laughs) We got to do this final dance number. And so Sawyer... Pulls Danny backstage, and they're all bickering about not wanting to do this. And Danny says, Hey, if you want to accept what they think of you, then get the hell out of my face. Yeah.
2: Life here for animals is the pit. Always playing the scapegoat, quickly forgotten. Working for scale. Then why are you still here? <laughs> because you can't forget the feeling, can you? The feeling you
0: have when. when you two dance together. When you play, when you sing, you can't forget the feeling of how good it is to do what you do best, which is perform. I relate to that so hard. I do too. Like that's the deepest moment of mi- this movie for me. I miss performing so much. I do too. I really do. I miss local theater. Mm-hmm. Like we were pretty good we, at we it. We were very very good. And like I just we just don't get to do it anymore. Uh-huh. Like even if COVID wasn't a thing, like we will again someday. But it it's just not happening right now. And so they all agree. They all agree. <laughs> T W and <laughs> his fortunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like they say, This one says they can smash your cookie, but. They can never take away your fortune. That's so nice, T.W. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. That is a good bit. I like how that bit keeps coming back. Um, so Danny comes out in front of the uh, curtain, and he's, he's going to introduce Sawyer. Excuse
2: me, ladies and gentlemen. You would be so kind. <laughs> Got someone very special here. She's about to speak
0: her mind. it anyhow and I got a dream in my heart stop us now. Get it, Natalie! Get it! Can you... I just... I love this! Danny's face like uh-huh. he's ten- like He's <laughs> yeah. Natalie Cole and Scott fucking here <laughs> It's great! I live for those frames where she busts through the curtain. And she's like, Yes! Yes. Where's my close up, Mr. Deville? We finally get to see you dance around a little bit. When we get to Tilly's part, I don't know what she's singing. <laughs> I can't hear the words. <laughs> <laughs> but you love it! She's going too fast, but she's feeling herself, and that's what's important. You ain't going with <laughs> us, it's let's stay held down, fell down, every every
1: down, time. Push back, push back, when
0: you got yours, your got mine. Kathy Nijimi yeah. is a talent. She's grand. And immediately, Darla is trying to put a stop to Darla's this. Darla's like... <sighs> Max? (laughs) But there's no Max. Yeah, there's no Max. So she goes backstage and starts messing with all of the effects. Like she's pulling levers, trying to get a curtain to fall. She's throwing light bulbs at them, like big colored light (laughs) bulbs. And every time she goes to mess something up, it just makes the performance look better. I just love how she looks up. When Natalie starts wailing and it says the granddaddy of all switches. This switch is humongous! <laughs> she has to like climb up there and then jump up and down on the lever to even get it to throw. And it causes a chain reaction of ridiculous proportions on stage. We've got a submarine, we've got the Statue of Liberty, American flags, lights of every kind. It's a battleship. A battleship! <laughs> like it's in it's absolutely knucking fun. They literally Blow the roof off the place. (laughs) Oh my god. All those people with their hair blown back and their teeth falling out. (laughs) Standing ovation. Applause for days. Darla Dimple. Oh man, comes crawling towards them tied up in microphone cords. She grabs Danny and is about to cat handle him.
1: I'm the star.
0: Stupid, stupid cat.
2: I should have drowned you all when I flooded the stage. The stage! Flooded
1: the stage! Flooded the
0: stage! Flooded... And it's reverberating in the microphone hanging over her head. And then it gets quiet, and the people in the audience oh my. God. <laughs> and she, like, tries to kiss Danny and hug him close. And I just love the way the pudgy goes. <laughs> oh, and he drops her ass through a trap door. Where does she go? I we don't never know. see her again. We never see her. Mammoth loves the animals so much, he's going to start putting them in pictures. Thank you. We effected real change with the art of the dance. Like... <laughs> 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 but I thought cats couldn't dance. But they can. Yes, they can. They can dance. And how? <laughs> we get to see all of the movies the the band gets to be in. I thought they were all going to be jokes, but most of them aren't. Free Tilly is the only one that's an actual joke. Like they are seriously saying that they put these animals, yeah. in famous Warner Brother pictures. So what have we got? We've got Singing in the Rain, yeah, Casablanca, The Mask, uh huh, um, Twister, Twister, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles? Turtles, Superman. Like uh, T W got to be in all the action movies. Batman and Robin. Yep, and uh, Beetlejuice. Uh huh. Like basically anything they have the rights to. Yeah, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, such a fitting end to a ridiculous film. Guys, this movie's so ridiculous, but I love it. I've literally watched it for my entire life. And it's 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 the same amount of fun every time I watch it. Yeah, it's just a good time. It's, it's not complex. The music is catchy. The humor is God-tier. I love all the Hollywood meta humor. Yeah. I can't get enough of that stuff. <laughs> and so it's just like, would I ever die on this hill that this is the greatest thing I've ever seen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely not. But I just, there's just some, there's this quirky charm to it that you just cannot shake. And the characters are so pure. and And it's about giving people their groove back. I love it. I've always loved those kinds of stories Yeah, where we dig people out of their hole. It's kind of like... It's very much a Queer Eye vibe. Kind of. Let's rejuvenate this. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's make everything better. Yeah, that was just a good time. I don't think there's any great lesson here. I don't think there's anything. I mean, other than believe in yourself. Exactly. Like, if you've got, like, listen, if you've got the talent, if you have what can't be taught, use it. Like do the damn thing. It's 2020 guys we ain't got time to be scared no more we, we gotta do the damn thing now so if there's something that you've always wanted to try or something you want to get better at just do it. There's never been a better time to learn. I'm hot. Let's get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Guys, thanks so much for sitting through that one. Thanks for sitting through all of them, if you're an avid listener. Yeah, like, we had some eclectic choices this month, I tell you what. But, guys... Christmas is around the corner and it is time for the holidays. It is time to serve you all of your holiday favorites. We've got quite the slate coming for you in December. Yeah, well, yeah. We should close out 2020 right with four of the best Christmas movies ever. Well, I mean, I have my thoughts on the one we're doing next. But why don't you go ahead and tell them what it is first? Guys, they were mostly my picks, but. <laughs> guys, next week we are going to be enjoying the 2004 Christmas comedy, Christmas with the Cranks. If it's Christmas, it's Tim Allen. <laughs> And I looked at this boy and I said, I'm only doing one Tim Allen movie a year. Oh my god. So guys, watch out for that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at kick and stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, rate review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Guys, we want everyone to be able to join this watch party. I know I've been slacking on the social meds and I'm sorry. Guys, go see us on Twitter. Go see us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Find an episode that we've tweeted about and retweet it for everybody to see. Use our custom RSSS link to play it in whatever player you want. Yeah, we are highly accessible. (laughs) Guys, and be looking be on the lookout for all of our hot bonus content that we post, all the links that we post. We really want you to get immersed in our world, so. Yeah, we're gonna get back on the means. We're gonna get back into it. We gotta. (laughs) More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry mom.
1: mom. Got